Spags Best Ball Mania 4 is here. I have a few drafts under my belt, but it's our first head-to-head -head battle going for a $3 million top prize. Yeah, Pete and I are already in the waiting room here. Best Ball Mania 4, as Pete mentioned, just opened on Saturday. Pete's done a few stream drafts. I've done a few off-stream drafts. We've got the takes ready to go. And Pete, I enjoyed your streams very much. It seems like, much like Best Ball Mania 4 is hitting its peak, so are you, and I'm glad to see it. And ride your coattails, too, along the way. Yeah, uh, it looks like you got the one five. I got the one nine here. I, I will say like doing this bit where all of my best ball mania drafts have to be streamed. I am now getting so excited for every stream because if, if I didn't have this arbitrary rule, I probably would have done five or six other ones by now, just like excited to draft. And so these are my only opportunities to draft. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, getting another one under my belt. Do you want to guess which number this will be for me? Um, man, I bet you, I bet you blasted there pretty hard. I want to guess this is like number 11 for you. Wow. Very close. Number 10 for me on the nose. Okay. So drafted eight over the weekend, drafted one this morning, had a great one this morning actually, but I just wanted to get a feel for it because I kind of feel like obviously, you know, we can't all be, you know, I saw Liam advertising three best ball mania wins for himself on his headline. <laughs> I'm so glad you noticed that because I saw that title and I was like, is, does Liam need a copywriter or is he claiming that he's won Best Ball Mania three times? I mean, look, creative for him seems like the views were there. So kudos <laughs> to Liam. But point being like, you know, Liam won, Pat won, all that stuff. Like I was a, a top 200 finalist last year. That's not quite going to do it. So we have to have our takes workshop. I think the only way you have the takes is actually playing a few tournaments and kind of getting a read for the room. Yeah, no, I, uh, it is. I was talking, uh, Sam Sherman was talking in our ADP chasing chat of how it's like you feel so exposed when you're not doing drafts, like talking about these things. And I feel the same way. Like I have to be drafting to really get a feel for things. Otherwise, I'm just like completely flying blind, especially like the later pockets, too, and where the rookies are going. I know you were trying to take Chase Brown today and Chase Brown is one of those variable guys. And it's dumb because like Chase Brown might matter a lot. He might not matter at all. But I do think if you're out here putting content out there like. Um, you got to be doing your drafts. You got to know where these pockets are going to line up. And Pete and I will only get better as we go. And I am in a predicament that I, you were in, actually, as I was watching Best Ball Breakfast, I was in the same predicament. I don't really like taking Travis Kelsey in this range. I've seen Tyreek go in the three spot. So I'm actually going to take Tyreek here at number five. Yeah, I think it's completely fine. I think I'd, I'd probably take Cup over um, Tyreek. But I think this whole tier, like the Cup, Hill, Kelsey, I think it's all pretty close. Yeah, I think it's fair. I certainly don't mind Kelsey, but I, I, so we, a lot changed. We did a stream on Friday. If you missed that one, go check it out. We declared basically our draft winners around one because there were a good amount of offensive players going and so much changed Pete from that Friday and Saturday where I think Rashi Rice, I wrote it up on football outsiders. Yeah. I would encourage you guys to check out the article there where I gave a fantasy question for all 32 teams. Basically Rashi Rice is a guy that I think is the new sky more, but you're on the clock. So we could talk about that in a sec. Yeah. Um, let's see. Should I grab a. Should I grab myself a little uh, Bijan share here? That feels kind of fun. I mean, great, because then I get Tyler Algier at 150 as a little leverage. <laughs> Works out for that, everybody. I my, I have a feeling, Spags, that you're taking Tyler Algier regardless of uh, my Bijan exposure. I actually yeah. don't think I... I must have one share. I don't think I have a lot of Tyler Algier so far because I'm trying to control myself for when for when the dip fully materializes. Yeah, you're, you're going to get much, much better prices, Spags. you got to show some restraint for now. Yeah, my most exposed guy so far is actually Devin Singletary, and I have, uh, looks like one share of Tyler Algier so far. Wow, that's actually impressive, Spags. I'm, I'm glad that you're showing some restraint here. You know, I was trying to preach about, you know, ridding yourself of this take lock, and uh, it seems like you really took that to heart. <laughs> here we go. Here's the difference, too, what we were just talking about. Brent saying, watch this guy live stream BBM4 yesterday, went through the whole draft, thinking it was super flex, just ripping QPs when nobody else was. Uh, Pete, you got to be careful with your YouTube views, I guess. I kind of, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, pile on, but will, will someone just tell me who it was? I just kind of, because I kind of want to watch that stream. And trust me, I've made many dumb, embarrassing mistakes on stream, so, like, uh, I'm not going to throw stones from glass houses, but I do really want to know about that. Um yeah. Darian uh, Evans, it looks like. So if you okay. want to go get a new best ball streamer in your life who's clearly doing better bits than we have in a year or two, <laughs> Darian Evans is that guy. Um, I, I would say on my pick there, like the value pocket um, might have been running backs. Maybe I, I just don't like Barkley. I could have maybe have reached for Pollard, but I don't want to get buried uh, if this turns into an avalanche room. So I went, went ahead and took Waddle there. 
I have no issue with taking Waddle at this point. I think he's still undervalued. Obviously, it would have been nice if he fell back to the Tyreek owner, but can't always get what we want here, Pete. You can't. Um, I do want to clarify, and I'll be making sure to clarify this on all my streams. Uh, well, let me let let me make you yeah. make this pick here. I will never take Saquon Barkley. I don't care if he's at a discount. So I will, in fact, take another hot young prospect, Chris Olave, who I believe you also took a 20 in best ball breakfast yesterday. Yeah. Um, and this is what I was just to speak to Max's uh, comment here. Well, this comment uh, for entry into the $500 thing. So yes, every single stream, whether I'm on Splash Play, my channel, Ship Chasing, whether you invite me on your stream to draft, that will count. So for those of you who aren't familiar, I basically said, I want to get to 15,000 subs on my channel. And every time, thank you for the full screen specs, every time you leave a comment on one of my live stream BBM4 drafts, that will be one additional entry into the drawing. I'm going to do three winners, $500 each. When, I wasn't going to say if, when I hit 15,000 subs, I have created a playlist on my channel and I will add every single live stream I do, regardless of where it is, to that channel. So yes. You must comment on this stream after if you want to get additional entries into the giveaway. I've actually been thinking about moving us to like solo cam more just so it looks more like a produced stream. And I knew that was going to be your exact reaction if I ever went full screen without disclosing it. So I'm glad that worked out that way because I, I feel like, the, you know, the real streams like the ET, like maybe not ETR, stochastic, it's always like single camera, you know, change back the shot. But you called me out immediately for being trying to produce the show. No, trust me, I I know it's it's optimal to do. It is it is good to keep things uh, keep things fresh. So I I am pro uh, screen changes. In a perfect world, we would have a producer Spags who would just mm -hmm. do it all for us, and we could just draft and be funny and bicker with each other as the only thing we need to worry about. I like producing the shows. Like it was obviously hard in the beginning, but I think once you ramp up enough, like it is kind of a skill. Like I'm sometimes not looking in the camera the way I'd like to be, but I enjoy having the control on this part though. We are actually, we should talk about that announcement after my pick, but we are going to change up our schedule starting next week, a little bit of a change. And uh, let me make my pick first. I have been streaming wide receivers so far. Now that is looking not optimal. Oh, gosh, this is a tough pocket. Um, I feel like I'm just replicating something similar to your team yesterday, but I like Josh Jacobs more than Brees Hall. I think the Izzy Ab Abani Kanda draft is not a great sign for Brees being full go, getting a full bell cow workload. So I will take a true bell cow in Josh Jacobs instead. Um, yeah, I, I've been passing. Uh, I'm still going to get my Brees Hall exposure this summer, I promise you. But I do think I'm going to get cheaper Brees Hall. So I'm going to, you know, in the big board, I was taking him around the 2-3 turn. Uh, I do think uh, the stuff about Izzy, the rumors about uh, Jameer Gibbs, I think those are meaningful data points. Um, and until we get more updates about his health and there's just going to be a little bit more uncertainty now around that. And I think drafters will push Brees Hall down accordingly. And so I will, I'll get some cheaper shares of Brees Hall, um, when he falls to the end of the third, early fourth. I do have to say we had Pat Corain to talk about Brees Hall's ADP a little while ago. And I, I feel like some of those things are starting to come true. So I'll, I'll take the one victory there and pack and have his $2 million. Pete, what's your pick? Yeah, um, probably going to take a running back here. I guess I'm just going to fucking value Hound Derrick Henry, man. We're just going to go so high T here, Bijan and Derrick Henry. I like that. I mean, I think Derrick Henry's job is pretty safe. Like, Tyje Spears is at least not the exact same thing. But, you know, Pete, again, he doesn't have an ACL, so is he going to be able to play? I don't know. But he'll be able to play, but it's like, I just think Derrick Henry's role, like, Tyje Spears can't take 25 touches a game. He can't take 10 touches a game. Henry's going to be that guy because they've clearly committed again on offensive line and defense the way that only the Titans do, where they don't care about catching passes, only just running that ball time and time again. Yeah, I'm like less worried about a Henry age cliff than I am just systemic risk for the offense just being super shitty, you know? And it's like, if they're down in all these games, like you can't have Derrick Henry run the ball 25 times a game. So you're basically betting on some just like basic competence competency from the offense, which feels dicey. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just not going to overthink it. I'm not going to have a lot of Henry shares. So if I'm going to get him seven picks past ADP, that's going to be when I get my exposure. He's pretty cheap. Like I kind of feel like Derrick Henry, as it seems like the public does about uh, like Dalvin cook, where it's like, they see it and it's like, Whoa, this guy was a first rounder last year. I'll take him at 57 or whatever. And I get that, even though I think, you know, cook's going to get cut probably by the Vikings to save some money. But like Henry, I think is locked into his role. I agree. The Titans could be bad, but they're gonna have Tannehill back out there, better offensive line. So I think he's kind of cheap for what he is. God, um, I really, I'm, I'm still not, I'm waiting for more of a Walker discount. Um, and I don't want to start with these three running backs. Um, I'm just going to live a little and I, I just, man, I just don't like this like Hopkins Kirk stuff here. I, I'm going to go Christian Watson. 
I like, look, I like Watson a lot. I, I reach for Watson sometimes. I think he's a little undervalued as the guy who's clearly going to be the one, a weapon for green Bay this year. So I don't hate it. And Deandre Hopkins, we've talked enough about, but I just not a Cardinals believer. And I don't think it's going to get better for him anytime soon. Yeah. And what I didn't, was there a, I haven't even watched the, the video clip yet, but was he, there's something with him strongly inferring he's going to be returning to Arizona this year. What was that I, the nature of the clip? Yeah, I saw something about it too. I didn't look at it either, but I think, you know, it just seems like a bad situation for him where, you know, maybe he goes back, but he's not practicing and playing fully. I think there's certainly some ways that can go poorly. I am on the clock here, though. I do not have any logical correlations. George Kittle falls a lot. Um, hmm. Let's see. You know, let's just take Jerry. I, I literally think I am drafting your team besides the Tyreek swap, but I am taking Jerry Judy here. Was this the one I did the other day? I think because I was just watching your stream right before the show, and I think this is your best ball breakfast team besides you taking Kelsey first. Wow. So you're already duping me. We already have to worry about combinatorial ownership and uniqueness fucking three days into the turn of it. Um, I am glad. I, it is wild, Spags, that we're already at 3% filled, like on this massive turn of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've technically done one fifteenth of my shares, so that's I'm ahead of, I guess, the overall collective pace. But people's enthusiasm is high, and it's fun to draft best ball teams. And I think people think they can maybe beat some ADPs now. And I get it; like you should draft later if you want to have guys active for Week 17. But in terms of getting values, like Chase Brown's not going to be a 198 guy for very long. Yeah. I agree. Um, I also agree with Mookie in the chat, just saying in general, the fourth round feels a little gross. It feels like you're either like taking some quote unquote ADP values. I guess the quote unquote part is the values part, or you're kind of reaching for guys that you think should be there. Um, you know, that's how I feel about like the DJ Moore, Christian Watson guys that I kind of prefer to the, you know, the Mike Williams of the world. That's actually a good question for you. H how are you thinking about Mike Williams as it pertains to the Quentin Johnston landing spot there? I think he's still safe. I think he should probably come down a little bit, but I've kind of felt that since Keenan Allen wasn't going to be a cap casualty. So I might not be the most unbiased source, but I think it's a positive room to have another guy who can be outside and kind of create different dimensions at different like lengths of the field, whereas he's just kind of going to be a pure deep ball guy to assume. So I don't hate it, even though collectively there's going to be less volume. Like there's still going to be more than there was last year because the offensive coordinator upgrade. Um, we're on the clock or I'm on the clock again. Uh Keenan Allen doesn't do it because I did pass on the Chargers stack. Aaron Jones, this feels pretty early. Don't want another running back. I am going to take Terry McLaurin. I don't mind Miles Sanders there, Pete, but I got Josh Jacobs. I don't think I need another running back this year. I'm pretty sure I took Terry McLaurin on Monday, too. I don't know <laughs> if it was. I, I might be mixing up the two drafts, but I know I had one share of Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I, I think Terry McLaurin's a nice value pick here, and he's surrounded by a bunch of older guys. Like, you got Allen, I guess Smith and Jigba, who still feels a little too frothy, so... I don't mind McLaurin. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, Den Den, uh, how much of you guys drafting early is prioritizing being able to max this? I, I literally, I have no choice. I can only draft BBM4 teams on stream, so I absolutely have to pace myself or I'm screwed. So that's where that is coming at from, from my perspective here. Yeah, um, I agree. Let's see, man. I, do, I just do not like this price for Miles Sanders here. I see him. Um, let's just... Let's just get some fucking Kyle Pitts, man. I mean, like, what are we even doing here? Bijan, Kyle Pitts, Arthur Smith taking me to the promised land. What could go wrong? Oh, my God. See, I think Miles Sanders is still a good pick. Like, I believe in Carolina being able to win the South. They're going to be kind of a defensive E team that I think will be game managing with Bryce Young mostly. So, and I think Sanders, too, is going to be closer. Right? So, I, you take Chuba Hubbard a lot. I don't think the Chuba role is going to be what you what you want it to be. At least I don't think that's the most likely outcome. Why? Because uh, I think he's on the fringe and not being on the team, and it's a new coaching staff too, but they paid Miles Sanders the best free agency deal. I think he's going to be a three-down back, and he's a better pass catcher than I think Philly gave him credit for. See, I, I I completely disagree because they they were employing like a three-running back committee last year with Foreman, um, yeah, new coaching with Chuba, staff. and Blackshear. Sure, but no team – I would be shocked if Miles Sanders is getting you know 20-plus touches a game. This seems like a team that's going to establish it on the ground. They're going to use multiple backs. Um, yeah, I still – I think Chuba is a, is a great price. I think that when you have a new coaching staff come in, and Frank Reich, I think, has in his cold stint, like obviously kind of got a little weird last year, but who did he rely on? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor getting 20 to 25 touches. I think you're going to see that be kind of the same thing for Miles Sanders, especially given what they paid him. Um, but you know, contingent value and all that's still there too. Um, let's see here. What do I want to do? 
Um, probably going to go with my guy. Yeah, I do not like this, uh, this range here. I'm going to, I'm going to grab another wide receiver. I'm going to grab, um, Marquise Brown. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a single share of Marquise Brown. I think in anything so far this season by choice or by, yeah, I just don't, I I have done over a hundred drafts, including the big board ones. I just don't like the Cardinals. I just, I don't buy that they are going to be a team that's full effort all year long because I think I still personally believe they go two and six to start the year and then it's like, oh, Kyler's recovery is not coming along as fast. And then it's just kind of a wasted year. I think I'm more worried about the wasted year stuff with like if Hopkins stays there and him and Kyler and stuff like that. But I think Marquise Brown is, you know, barring injury, is going to be on the field a ton and be their top target earner. So, you know, it's it's kind of like the you know, the whole Brandon Cooks thing every year where it's not a sexy pick. You don't want, you know, the best player on a, a shitty team. It doesn't feel good, but um, I still like Marquise Brown a lot. All right. I don't love anything in this pocket at running back. And again, I feel okay at running. You know what? This might be controversial here, um, especially in a room that's steaming wide receivers. I'm going to take Rashad White. Oh, no. Never mind. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. I timed out. Did a beat. <laughs> wow. An unstacked? Yeah, you know, just wanted to get a share of Trevor wow. Lawrence. Wow. <laughs> These idiot fucking streamers, bro. Well, here's the thing, Pete. A little bit of a value hounding for Trevor Lawrence, right? He has a 55.8 P. Got him 12 and a half picks after ADP. Ow, indeed. Ow, indeed. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> Impressive stuff. Trust me. Hey, it's a rite of passage to have your first. I assume you haven't had any auto draft picks in the uh, comfort of your own home. It's just the, the bright lights. Have I might have had one you. when I was uh, double tabling over the weekend, but... <laughs> <laughs> I might have auto-drafted one, but not quite as egregious as this one where I had no interest in Trevor Lawrence at the spot, and now I'll get him. But I guess you can't argue with Trevor Lawrence. No, and you'll have uh, you you have two you have two kind of targets. Well, you have three, right? You could have you got Ingram, you got Zay Jones, and you could do a team thing with uh, Bigsby. Are like some of your backdoor yeah. Jags options. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So we should talk about the announcement real fast. So this is going to be a big change. And, I'll, you know, Pete can certainly drive the majority of this here. But I know Pete is going to be shifting his schedule around. In response, Splash Play will shift its schedule around. So Tuesdays at 10 a.m. will be the spot. Now, starting next week, we're going to have one more Friday stream uh, coming up here at 12 p.m. Then we're switching once a week for Pete and I. And Pete, we are going to go back to back here. One uh, Home and home, some could say. One show on your channel, one show here on Splash Play. And they will both count in your big BBM bucket. Yep. Uh, you know, in order to accomplish my goal of 150 streamed teams, I'm going to have to ramp up the drafting. And so I'm going to try to be adding uh, consistency of 10 a.m. Most days we will be drafting teams. And so Splash Play back to back, one on my channel, directly followed by one on Splash Play. So on this channel, probably be around, you know, somewhere between 1045 to 11 on Tuesdays. But you will get two back to back Splash Play drafts every Tuesday throughout the summer Fun will be had. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, and then next week also, I will be starting my my stack quest. I don't know if that's the official branding, but my quest to accumulate all the stacks in the NFL one by one. I'll be doing those on Friday. Except streaming. Arizona. Are you yeah, gonna are you gonna yeah. skip that one? <laughs> That'll be an episode I won't enjoy, but I'll certainly step up to the plate and do it. Um, I am on the clock though. Darren Waller falling. I think David Montgomery is okay here. Doesn't really excite me. Um, is Ingram, is Ingram going to come back to me is the bigger question. I think Ingram's a better pick than Waller anyway. I'm still going to take Ingram. I think with the tiebreaker there, you, you got to go Ingram. So one thing I will say not to, you know, bully Liam again, given that we, we called him. Please do. There's, there's one person in this best ball community. We're allowed to mercilessly bully everyone else. We need to be respectful. Like we are absolutely allowed to bully Liam continue. So he was going to draft Darren Waller in his stream that was going on. I might be still going on against us right now. He's going to draft Darren Waller. And he's like, I'm trying to do an NFC East build. Mm, oh, somebody took Waller. Oh, Dallas Goddard. I don't like him. And he just didn't take Dallas Goddard, who is unequivocally every advanced analytic, the best tight end in football last year. Obviously, volume is going to knock stuff around or whatever. Dallas Goddard's amazing. Darren Waller is old in a low volume pass offense. And it infuriated me, Pete, in a way that I am not often infuriated. Man, Liam is on one these days. The the new kind of heel turn from like, I'm just vibes, I'm just the chiller to like, please fucking subscribe to my channel. I'm begging you. I'm absolutely begging you. It's quite the it's quite the turn for Liam these days. Well, well that said, I certainly wouldn't mind if you subscribe to Splash Play here. Now. <laughs> Hit the like button. Our march to 2,000 subs is going on at the same time, so please join us here. As Pete, you are on the clock. Yeah. Um. This still feels like... God, 
this feels like a wide receiver range for me. Deontay Johnson or Jordan Addison. I got to, I got to uh, preach uh, or practice what I preach. These rookies, I think are all going to get generally more expensive. So I'll grab some more Addison shares now until he creeps up a bit more. Deontay Johnson just never makes you feel good when you pick him. Like it never feels it, like, ah, I got him. What a value. Even though like he's probably more due for positive touchdown regression than anybody in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know he, I'm, I'm not full. I'm not full fading Deontay Johnson, uh, by any means, but I am just going to try to, I'm, I'm really going to break any ties in favor of rookies right now, just with the overall thought, they're all going to get generally more expensive. I'd also much rather have Pickens at 67 than Johnson and 82 as just happened in this draft. Yeah. Yeah, I think both of those guys ultimately are going to live and die by how Kenny Pickett, you know, performs this year, where it's like, I think both those guys could have great years if Kenny Pickett takes a leap. And if not, it will be a, a very frustrating year. I think it's also like, I wrote it up again for Football Outsiders. I really, please go check that article out because I legit spent four hours writing it. I don't you know. These fingers don't get a lot of work these days in typing wise, at least. And uh, did dust it out there. But I think it all comes down to like, is the offensive coordinator going to put him in a spot to succeed? And he's going to get fired if he doesn't. So I think like you got to kind of err on the lower probability outcome, which is Pittsburgh being like a gunslinging team. Sorry, Spags, you blew your load on Trevor Lawrence. And so I had to get Tua for my Jalen Waddle. No Tua for you. No, that's that's fair. I mean, look, Tua, we all know he was almost retired. Trevor Lawrence is looking as youthful and spry as ever. So you got to take the guy whose brain is bleeding as we speak. Wait, I haven't seen the name Joshua Frick in the chat in forever. Is this is it me, Spags, or is our boy Joshua? Has he been away for a while? He's back. I think he I think he felt uh, like I had been mean to him. So I apologize to Joshua if that's the case. Joshua just kept referencing things I wasn't quite clear on. So either way, glad to see the regulars back, including our pal Joshua, who's made headlines, Pete, on the stream, showing off his titties while doing the underdog cardio club. Wait, you you heard? Did I need to? Was there a mediation that I needed to do between Spags and Josh? Did I miss this? Come on, no, Spags. it was just you know, just you know, a little, little, little heavy, a little heavy in a way that reminded me of my barstool days of being like, okay, like this is going to be too much. Okay, Not, you know, all, right. Happens. all right. Well, this is you know, um, it's water under the bridge. Whatever happened between you two, we're gonna have a great summer, and uh, and glad we're back. So I'm going to actually tie into your thesis here. I think Quentin Johnson is going to go higher over the course of the summer. I'm going to take him now because I didn't take Mike Williams before, and I, I want a little taste of that Chargers offense. Got to get a little taste. Just wet the beak. Hey, got to wet the beak here. Uh, <laughs> we saw his nipple. Yes. I, ready I, uh, I did load in the um, ETR rankings into my mm -hmm. applet because I just wanted to see. And um, – it is interesting. Like they are, they had Quentin Johnston buried um, in a way where it's like ETR subs will not get any Quentin Johnston because they have like Jacoby Myers and Juju ahead of him. So um, I don't know about that one. I definitely don't agree uh, there. Um, I also know uh, Pat uh, just released his best ball rankings that you can upload to the site as well. So maybe I'll have to give those a spin too. Yeah, I have to do, I have to give an update on mine, but mine aren't exportable, so it doesn't matter anyway. And uh, I, it's tough because, like, I get why Leone would land on it, just knowing how the rankings work. Like, I presume they're working largely off the projections. And if you project last year's Chargers offense with another body and kind of the volume they were doing, like, you can't really account for Kellen Moore's change. Um, so I, I, I get how that could happen, but I would agree, like, I'd be pissed if I were paying for a sub and I just don't get one player. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's why, too, in general, I just like, the reason it's tough, right, is in general, like as the summer goes on, I do prefer to just draft off ADP and kind of know, hey, this is what most of my opponents are looking at. But right now, I actually kind of want something that's thrusting up the rookies like a round or two. It just making sure because if you do just go off ADP right now, there's going to be some of these guys that are buried. And then you look back and you're like, OK, yeah, still reaching around ahead of ADP for them. I still think there's plenty of meat on the bone. And so those are the spots I'm trying to to hit right now. I just don't think there's possibly a way Quentin Johnson comes down unless he just like doesn't show up to camp and Josh Palmer's running ahead of him, which uh, does not seem like the most likely to me. Um, I am on the clock here, though. Um, <laughs> all right, we've gotten a lot of players that would be interesting here. Richardson went at 98. <sighs> this is just now too good of a value for Jameson Williams, I think. Um, what, 101? Yeah. yeah. Cause that was, we talked about it, right? Where it was like, right when you get to that Juju Jacoby Myers, um, range, that's about where I think Jamison starts to make sense, which is exactly where we're at right now. 
Yeah, I guess I didn't really have to. I've actually been trying to adhere more to a thing you talked about, the five wide receivers in 10 rounds and keep that where I am. So I didn't necessarily need to get a sixth one here. But if Jameson Williams is going to fall and I feel pretty cozy at the position, I feel like I could take a guy who's not going to play for six weeks. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Um, wow. Max loves Chris's team. What's your team service? The spags. Are you going to get back to posting the audio version of these? Have you, you've been posting ours, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're on the clock. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I have Jordan Addison. Um, I'm going to take Kirk cousins. I'm going to get that stack. Kirk slides eight picks past ADP. Um, and, uh, we'll just get that stack there. I definitely had some backdoor stacks available. If I wanted to do Ritter with Pitts, if I want to do Jordan love with Christian Watson, those would Kyler, um, is Kyler still available? Uh, yeah. So there yeah, were some cool. options there, but I'm going to go ahead and rock with uh, with Kirk Cousins. How do you feel about the Richardson spot with him going 98? Because he's now come up. He was in the 120s. Uh, now he's got an ADP of, he might still be in the 120s. Let me just double check here. But he's starting to come up enough. I feel like top 100 is right, but it does feel like he could maybe go. He's got a 108.6 ADP right now. I feel like I could feel comfortable taking him into the 70s, maybe 60s. Is, is that incorrect? Um, a comfortable, I don't know. Will he end up there? I definitely can see it. And it does. It's a good reminder that I need to start getting some Anthony Richardson now because, yeah. um, it's going to be very hard, uh, to get him. Yeah. Later. I will also make the take two Pete's on the clock here, but stack them up. Don't just take them naked. Take them with Pittman, take them with Pierce, take them with wood with uh, Josh Downs, rather take them with Jelani woods, um, with Taylor. Like just don't, I, I see people unstacking him a lot. And I think that's an incorrect move because he is going to pass better than the reports are. And you take Samaj P Ryan, who's got no competition for the number two job in, in Denver. Yeah. And I mean, it could be no competition for the number one job, right? Depending on, on how things go with, with Javante Williams. So that Samaj just, feels like such a comfy click to me because there's a ton of outs, you know, there is Javante Williams just isn't ready. There is, you know, he is getting a ton of pass catching work. There's, you know, he just has a standalone role and they're using these guys almost interchangeably at times. And so I think there's just a ton of different ways that P Ryan gets there. And to your point about new regimes, I mean, Sean Payton and these, these guys, I think do really like uh, P Ryan and we're pretty excited to add him. This Harris's pie gets smaller. Cause you know what? I'm going to, a-Chain's coming up. I'm just going to grab A-Chain here, but I worry about Harris's pie getting a little smaller because of the Bills also signing Latavius Murray, and those guys are kind of the same thing to me at this point in their careers. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think... Like, like, Murray's going to be free, and Harris has gotten steamed up a lot, so I think maybe taking some Murray shares kind of makes sense. It's so it's so interesting, like, kind of the A-Chain stuff because pre it, this is really fueled exclusively by the landing spot. And I'm not even saying that's wrong. I mean, we know for running backs, how important that is, but like all of the knocks from the dynasty community, even in the big board stuff, you know, this guy's too small. There's just unprecedented for a guy like this to, you know, succeed in the NFL at his size. And now we saw the dolphins and everyone just like fucking blast off baby. And I don't even think that's wrong per se. Like Kyle Shanahan, if he gets this guy 12 to 15 touches a game, in this offense, it could be very, very fun for fantasy, but it is just funny how people have done a 180 on how they feel about him. Well, I think it's mostly uh, the thing that jumped out to me about this being an ideal landing spot for him is a, because we know the dolphins are this high pass rate over expectation team. B we know that Mostert and Wilson get banged up a lot and where it's playing for week 17 and then C a chain is the same kind of runner as Mostert, where it's like plant one cut you go. Like that's a thing that I think is a positive for him where if he landed somewhere that tried to ask him to do too much, I think that's where he would fail. But I think if he's coming into Miami and getting potentially 15 really like efficient touches, um, that's where I think his biggest upside is. So I don't mind reaching, even though I agree. Like if you took him in the big board, you were probably doing pretty well right now. Is this Zay Jones territory for you, Spags? <sighs> probably has to be, right? Um, he's also, not coming back to you. But... Get a lot of questions about the Celtics game too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh... You know, the garden was just absolutely deflated back to back nights of just getting kicked in the dick there. Uh, it was watching Harden play was very, very fun. Um, he was just absolutely lights out. And I don't watch a lot of NBA basketball, so I, I'm sure my takes are very, you know, passe for people who do. But just like how lethargic and lazy he plays and yet being so good. It's just like incredible. It really like there would be times like he'd be on the other end of the court, just like walking up while his team plays four on five. Then he gets the ball and just nails a three in somebody's face. And it's just like the game comes way, way too easy to him.
And you probably saw the best version too, because I mean, you know, I know you're not like a huge basketball head, but for the guys who are like, we have a lot of people who care about basketball and underdog and all that in the chat, like you said, just like the whole thing, like you lose 35 touches a game that go to Joel and beat. It's just like Harden's going to look great because he's going to get, you know, half of those 35 touches. So you probably saw the best James Harden that people have seen besides like Embiid games being out like over the last two seasons, maybe three. And it did make me wonder if there's an element of the way the Sixers play, you know, where it is like, even though Embiid is so dominant and so good that it's just slightly less efficient offense, right? You're mm -hmm. slowing down the game, getting the ball in the post. Last night, they were just chucking threes. Maxi was hitting. They were playing super fast in a way. I don't think they're able to play with Embiid. And it might, again, like without Embiid, do they have a chance of going far? No. But in some of these like one or two game samples, you could argue that they play even better as far as like what is GTO basketball. Yeah, and that's the thing too. When you lose a star player, you shoot threes. Like that's why I watch March Madness. It's just all the shitty teams gunning from three because analytically you want to embrace the variance there. And it's, I think it's the same thing for best ball. Like tie it all together. Your best ball should be you shooting a lot of threes and trying to line up these guys. So that's why A Chain works where he does. That's why, you know, getting values on the rookies. It's just all about trying to land yourself in the optimal spot for when it really matters. So there we go, Pete. Beautiful broadcasting. Beautiful broadcast. I did I did take KJ Osborne. I feel like he should probably be going at a little bit more of a discount with Addison there, but with my Kirk Cousins, like Cousins is not a guy I just want a single stack. I don't have Hawkinson. I don't have Jefferson. So I do want to pair Osborne with Addison and just try to um, capture some of the spike weeks there. Yeah, I think that's fair. And Osborne, we know, was a, a big play guy. I kind of see him and him and uh, Addison is kind of alternating the big weeks where Jefferson isn't fully going off, but um, definitely an offense that, uh, I mean, they didn't make enough improvements that you're going to be like, Oh, Kirk cousins is going to lose the job. Like they didn't draft Hendon hooker. They drafted a guy who's not ready at all at QB. So cousins is now locked in and his ADP should probably come up because there's no risk of him losing that job. Yeah. Um, geez. Are there any of these, are there any of these rookies that I should be going and grabbing here? Um, Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> Your favorite, Roshan Johnson. I know. Um, you know what? Uh, one guy I continue to um, grab that I think is going to go up. I'm going to go ahead and grab Kendry Miller. I love Kendry Miller. I, I Thinking through it, I just think him playing on turf, the situation with Kamara, and the, also the Saints not even liking Kamara last year. They were playing so much Mark Ingram down the stretch. Miller, to me, is a guy where by week 17, if he's not seeing the lion's share of work, something has gone wrong. Yeah. The, yeah. And again, I, I think about guys that have lots of outs there too. Um, I mean, it just, it, I guess I'm trying to think why, why isn't Kendra Miller going higher? Right. Because Kamara is most likely going to miss at least six games, right? That's kind of like the default thing. We know Jamal Williams is never going to be a 20 plus touch a game guy. I mean, couldn't Kendra Miller just be in like a 12 to 15 touch split with Jamal Williams, like right out of the gate. I think so. I mean, I'm there. Yeah. And I think I think the same for Roshan Johnson. I think Roshan Johnson is now the best back in Chicago. So I'm actually on board with the Roshan's team. I mean, the way that Chicago's talking about him, uh, I I definitely buy it. I mean, they're what, what would they say? He was going to play a little quarterback for them too? <laughs> well, yeah, he was a quarterback despite being a very, I guess because he was a large man, he was a quarterback, I think, in high school or maybe in the beginning of college too. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's like the best pass protector they probably have now, even though Herbert, I'm sure, can get out of routes better. But Roshan, the thing I will say that I mentioned a lot during the draft process that I thought would kind of port over to him getting a role right away, he is the one guy in this class that can move that pile. Like Bijan did it kind of similarly, but Roshan against eight-man boxes with electric um, and pretty much every run play, same EPA, same as tackle rate as Bijan. So I think there's something to unearth there, even if, you know, from day one, like he's probably a plotter, but he's also a guy that like in July could come into camp and wow everybody and win the job. And then he's going, you know, top 75. Yeah. Spag scrolls down on this draft board for us. Okay. He's, we're still in the round clock. We're okay. No, I know. I like seeing the board though. Um, oh yeah. yeah the picks yeah, are yeah. coming down here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the chat is just very impressed with you passing on Tyler Algier twice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I guess that I have learned some discipline. I told people here, like, we've been having fun with the big board drafts. I cut loose in the big board drafts. For BBM, I do try to play with some idea of exposures and guys' pockets and all that. So people think it's all fun and games, Pete, just because I'm wearing a silly hat. But this is the $3 million hat here. This is where we draft some winning teams.
I uh, I completely forgot you were wearing your silly hat, Spags. I just, it, I didn't even strike me as silly. I just thought that was just an extension of your personal brand. It is. The money signs have been there. Even on, I did the stochastic NFL draft show on Friday and Neil at the end had me, Neil Orfield, of course, great DFS player, does a good job over at stochastic. It was like, oh, you got to put the money hat on, right? I'm like, I fuck, I guess I got to do my, my one shtick I did in the nineties on a sitcom. I'm like Bojack Horseman <laughs> coming back and doing some horsing around bits. There you go. Which I wouldn't hate being Bojack, Pete. I don't know if you watched Bojack, but I, would I did. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a good, it's a great show. Uh, would be hard to pass on Tyler Algier coming up here, huh? Yeah, sure would, Spags. I mean, this would pretty much destroy the brand if you're not taking him at pick 149. Rumors are going to start to sweet uh, spread that you're completely out on Tyler Algier because you're terrified of Bijan. Well, here's the bad news, guys. It's a new Stags in town, and he's reaching for CJ Stroud instead. Wow. Wow. Do you have anyone on Houston yet? Or are you just raw dogging? No, them? I'm getting them late. I'll get my, I'll get my Mechie. I'll get my Nico. My maybe Singletary. There's, there's a lot of guys for Houston. Well, you get late Pete, which is why I love news, newsflash. Uh, your Nico's gone. Uh, well, fuck Nico. Nico's the worst part of it. Anyway. <laughs> Nico went, where did Nico go? Like three picks ahead of you. Beginning of the round. Oh, he went in the 13th round. That's a, that's foolish. Mechie's a better player than Nico. Well, I hope someone snipes you on Mechie. <laughs> I hope Pete, could you imagine if I had the week 17 nuts, a Houston Jacksonville matchup with no defense at all being played on either side? Sounds, uh, sounds wonderful. I'm also going to quote unquote reach for a rookie who I, I feel pretty confident this guy's going to end up in like the 10th, 11th round. And that's Rashi Rice. I mean, if we were doing, uh, fucking Sky Moore in the seventh. I mean, <laughs> Rashi Rice at 153. Like, yes, Sky Moore on paper was a, was a bit better, better of a prospect, but. The draft capital, the spot, it's all there. Um, I'm definitely going to get some shares of Rice at these prices. So I would push back. I don't think Skymore was a better prospect. I think he might have tested a little better athletically, but in terms of like what he does, Rashi Rice had a 38% target per out run rate in college. Like he was he was being targeted a lot. Granted, he was playing at SMU, so he didn't play any real guys. But, but like he was targeted as like a monster player. He had over 115 uh, receiving yards per game. So I think there's a ceiling Rashi Rice has that if people are spooked by Sky Moore and like, oh, Rashi's a new Sky Moore, great, take Rashi Rice because I think he's already better than Sky Moore. Yeah, I mean, I at this point, it's like we have we have so much data on Sky Moore that the black box of Rashi Rice and the draft capital that the team put behind him is is certainly worth uh, kicking the tires on here. I mean, don't, don't you think he just ends up being like a 10th, 11th round pick by like BBM close? I think so. I think he should. Yeah. People also, I think the debate in the chat too, Sky was better. Sky had a better name profile. Yeah. Sky, honestly, Rashi Rice is a cool name too, but Sky was a slightly cooler name. But yeah, I just think that I, I looked at the college numbers and I saw Rashi Rice being on a different tier and you are getting leveraged against my Devin A chain with Jeff Wilson. Um, I just took what I'm guessing is going to be my last running back, went ahead and grabbed Jeff Wilson. Not much else I want to do with Miami beyond Waddle, but I have been. Again, the thesis, I want shares of A-Chain, Moster, and Wilson. Um, I'll be sprinkling those guys in. And right now, Wilson is just the cheapest of those guys. And so with my Miami bet, with kind of the uncertainty in that backfield, um, I want to be taking stabs at uh, all of those guys. Yeah, Algier goes there, so don't worry. I will not have a share of him today. Uh, Carr is falling so much, and I don't think that's necessarily correct. Um, can I get? No, hold on. Where am I picking again? Mm, who's going to fall? I'm going to reach for Singletary here and we'll see what I get back just because I do want to get a Stroud, another stack partner for Stroud and Singletary, I think will be the pass game back no matter what happens. You, uh, didn't you say Singletary was already your, uh, highest exposed player? Yes. And I'm going to keep taking him. I think until he comes at least where Algier goes, like I think Singletary is so undervalued because people like, Oh, Damian Pierce is the guy. I will bet a good amount of money that the new coaching staff there falls in love with Singletary and what he does. Uh, we'll find out though in July, but I think right now Singletary is really undervalued. Um, yeah, I, I like Singletary. I am intrigued. Although, I also, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping one of the running back falls, but we'll see. Chase Brown, which, going 170. Which all right? Are you? Uh, you got to grab your boy Tank, right? Uh, I mean, is he going to catch passes? Well, I'm just saying, I mean, it, you're, there's not much else to work with your, with your Jacksonville stack. I have a double already, though. You do? Yeah, I got Zay and Nick. Oh, you got Zay. Okay, yeah, I forgot about the Zay pick. Yeah, I reached for Zay. Took him in an ETR-approved level, so we're good there. Um, 
See, I was going to take Jalen Warren, but now I do think I do have to take Tank because it just makes more sense. All right, Tank it is. I thought you were a... Weren't you, aren't you a Tank bull? No, I'm anti-Tank. Oh, you're in... I couldn't remember. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, you I've come around, one, though, because I yeah. think he is now what I thought... So people thought Dearness Johnson was going to be that guy. I said, no, Snoop Connor should be that guy. Instead, Tank oh, Bigsby yeah. is that guy who just pulls ATN down. Taekwon, God. Uh, I was going to take Taekwon if he fell to me. I was going through some of the Taekwon numbers because I heard you talking about him on Best Ball Breakfast. Um, he was really not good in advanced analytics last year. I know that doesn't matter in volume, blah, 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 but I would bank on Juju over Taekwon. I know the ADPs aren't close, but I think Juju is going to get a lot more than Taekwon does. Um, yeah, I don't think their, their stuff is mutually exclusive. They're going to be used uh, completely differently. And uh, I am going to grab, I'm going to grab another Green Bay wide receiver. Not going to get the stack with Jordan Love because he's long gone, but I'm going to keep grabbing rookies and do uh, Jaden Reed here. Um, similar uh, second round draft capital there with Rashi Rice, another guy who I think could jump up a couple of rounds. I mean, Pat Thorman had a good uh, thread about him. Little target competition added. I'm talking about Tyquan Thornton. Only wide receiver in ADP range with a, with a legit shot to lead team in targets. Should actually be healthy. Bill O'Brien, offensive monster upgrade on 2022 Circus. Um, so, yeah, I think the draft just broke really, really nicely for Tyquan. I mean, it'd be like saying you're not taking Tyquan because of Jacoby Myers. I mean, they just swapped out Jacoby Myers with Juju. So I think uh, that stuff isn't directly tied. That's fair. Uh, they still have Parker, though, which I guess he's, I think, a June 1st guy who could potentially be on the way out. Um, which would be an inhibitor because I think Parker, I know he's getting old, but Parker's still a big bodied guy who can play in the boundaries and Taekwon hasn't shown that yet, but I get it. I get it. I, I think he's one of those guys that needs to settle a little bit higher. Like Rashad white needs to settle a little bit higher. Just the guys who kind of won the draft, I guess. We got rookie fever spags. We are, we are going <laughs> crazy with rookies. Uh, now add uh, Marvin Mims here. I also want to uh, defend my name from BSP. I do not have Snoop Connor bags. I barely drafted Snoop Connor. It was just more about a theoretical play when people were going hammering Dearness Johnson. I just thought uh, that was an incorrect one. We are on the clock here, though. Um, nothing left for Houston because Mechie went a little bit earlier than he probably normally does. I'm going to go with the guy that I just want to get my shares up on now, Irv Smith, before people realize he's the only Bengals tight end there. And he's got a pedigree and a big body and is a pass catcher. Um, I like Irv Smith at this point, Pete, with just a low ADP. Uh, yeah, I mean, someone had mentioned this in my comments, and I kind of agree where I really, the times I feel comfortable taking Irv Smith are stacked with Joe Burrow. I don't know if I'm going to do a lot of unstacked Irv Smith unless I have like a team bet around Cincinnati, but um, definitely, definitely has some upside. I don't mind taking Irv solo just because if he is good, you are going to get away. Like the main thing for me is how are you going to possibly get leverage on the chase and Higgins teams and balls early burrow teams. So if like somehow Irv Smith has one of those Evan Ingram games that Ingram had last year, then maybe Irv Smith is a way to get different from a field where perhaps, you know, a lot of people advance with chase and Higgins. Yeah, that's fair. Fucking tank Dell goes this room. I got to say, Pete, uh, I know it's obviously a splash play room, even though we started the stream or the start of the room right before the stream. Um, Wide receivers are going really early in this room more than they usually do in the drafts I've done so far. Uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I don't have enough drafts under my belt yet to have a super good feel for the rooms. I will say compared to my best ball breakfast streams, I didn't have any chance at these rookies. Um, and now I've been actually able to get a few of them in this room. Well, it's like Marvin Jones at 169, you know, Dell at one tech Dell at 191. Um, unless some, that person MTM revolts, I think is in our chat, perhaps. So maybe he took Dell just to, to spite me does feel like though Marvin Jones going in the 15th round is not something I have seen at any point. Uh, yeah, you gotta go get your guys. <laughs> Marvin Jones is one of those guys you gotta go get. All right. I'm on. What do you clock. think? Yeah. You're at a two, five, seven, two. I'm at a two, five, eight, one. I was just checking in on my structure. Yeah. I, th I think I'm, I think I need one more running back though. Who that is at this point. Not feeling great about any of the guys in this range. He did make a bet. No, this kind of feels like a three tight end build too. Clock ticking, clock ticking. I'm going to get a share of Izzy here. Why not? I like it. What do you, so you're going to end up with what? You're going to end up with a seventh running back or an eighth? I've been tr trying to cap at six running backs. So I think <laughs> I'm going to go there. I, 
Jacobs, I took early enough. I've been trying to actually do what Pat talked about on your Saturday stream of like being mindful of the overall draft cap and all that. So I might take another wide receiver instead. I just did on purpose what I accidentally did on best ball breakfast, where I auto drafted Tyler Higby, like 30 spots past ADP. Um, I don't even like Gerald Everett. I've been burned by him so much, but um, I'm going to go ahead and take him 35 spots past ADP as my second tight end here. I think that makes sense. He nobody, nobody supplanted him. So it's hard to believe he's going to be a cap casualty. And they also got rid of Parham too, I think. So Everett's pretty much locked into a, a good role. He shouldn't go into 17th at this point. Yeah. Um, and now I need to figure out what am I going to do for my 18th pick? I think I have two options. I feel fine at running back with five with Bijan, Henry, P Ryan, Kendra Miller, Jeff Wilson. I feel like my options are take a ninth wide receiver or just correlate pits with Ritter and go with a three QB build with Tua Kirk and Ritter. I'm just trying to see if there's any wide receivers that stand out to me. And I really am not seeing any I like. Hmm. I mean, this looks... It truly looks pretty bad. I guess I could do Cedric Wilson as, why don't we do that? Let's Barrios. do, um, what? Barrios? I think I'm, hmm. I, I went Cedric Wilson. Um, I guess I think you could definitely make a case for Barrios for over Cedric Wilson. Um, but yeah, we're going to tack on and uh, make sure we get that double stack with Tua. So now I have the like unpremium double stacks with both Tua and Kirk. No, no Tyreek, no Jefferson, no Hawkinson. Oh, and Rojo goes there too. So he will be off the clock. I will once quickly here pander for subscribes and likes guys. Appreciate all of you watching live. Of course, Pete and I drafting teams here every week. We talked about the new Tuesday schedule. We will have a stream coming up on Friday at 12 PM Eastern as well. where We will be drafting head to head against each other again. So please come back then. And we appreciate all of you here. Fantasy football all year round here on splash play. And if you are getting new to the world of best balls, a lot of people are for best ball mania for I'll do our best to give you the best information possible. I'm digging deep for my 18th rounder, Pete player that people don't even know is on Houston, but he is their only big receiver who they drafted this year. Xavier Hutchinson, come on down. There you go. Um, all right, let's, let's recap the teams. And again, I'll do another reminder to be entered into the $1,500 giveaway for road to 15 K. This stream is eligible. Once the stream is over, you'll be able to leave comments below, leave comments. No first bullshit spags. I know spags as a content creator will engage with you in the comments. So mm -hmm. comment in good faith. And Spags will have a lovely chat with you um, when this stream is over. But Spags, I ended up with a two-five-nine-two build here. Two and Kirk Cousins, or do you want? I don't want to. I don't want to stomp on. I know you like to do the um, disingenuous. Yeah, this is a nice of our one. Team. I mean, if you want me to do the voice, I yeah, we know it's fine. Well, we're starting fresh here. We're starting fresh, and I had a lot of my team anyway. Um, all right, two and Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Running backs: Bijan, Derrick Henry, Samaje Ryan, Kendra Miller, Jeff Wilson. Feel good about that. Wide receivers. Holy rookies, Jalen Waddle, Christian Watson, Marquise Brown, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, Rashi Rice, Jaden Reed, Marvin Mims, Cedric Wilson, and then tight ends, Kyle Pitts and Gerald Everett. Like draft capital spent wise, I, I feel good about kind of like my allocations to the positions. Yeah, I think your wide receivers, uh, you lost me a little bit on some of them, but overall, I think your team built pretty well and certainly uh, some nice mix of young guys in there. For my team, though, and you guys can vote if you want in the chat who picked the better team. Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud at QB, Josh Jacobs, Devin A. Chain, Roshan Johnson, Devin Singletary, Tank Bigsby, and Izzy Abani Kanda at running back. Wide receiver, I got Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, Jerry Judy, Terry McLaurin, Quinton Johnson, Jameson Williams, Zay Jones, and Xavier Hutchinson, a name you will not hear in many best ball streams. And then a tight end, Evan Ingram and Irv Smith. Who won this one? Uh, Spags all the way. That's the only vote I see. Let me see your running backs again. Uh, my running backs, very rookie heavy. Jacobs, A-Chain, Roshan, Singletary, Bigsby, Izzy. Yeah. So you you need the you need the out you need a run uh, run back of what Josh Jacobs did last year. And let me see your quarterbacks again. Lawrence did and Stroud, which I realized I could have taken Carr now as he was falling because I have Olave, but didn't occur to me at the time, Pete. So I got CJ Stroud, who does excite me a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah, I I would have maybe have considered a three QB build with uh with Lawrence and Stroud, but I think it's close. It feels like we're pretty tied here. Seems like about three four 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 between us. So. Not sure there's going to be a declarative winner here. I think we both built good teams, which I would say feels like a nice way to start BBM4. Yeah, it was nice. Like my first few drafts, I was flying just by the seat of my pants and I didn't really have enough time to scroll down and find some of the guys I like. So I appreciated you producing the show today, allowed me to uh, get my bearings a little bit more. I, you know, I'm able to use a cue. 
when I'm in here because people can't eavesdrop on my queue in the way they can when I'm streaming. So you know what? This was a nice change of pace. Finally drafted a team very similar to one I would have drafted if I did it in the private of my own home. And so, P, give the people a plug again, because I do think you are doing a unique thing. I know some streamers out there are streaming a lot of their teams, but you are the only man stepping up to plate and doing streams for every single one, which is why you're seeing that crawl down below. This is Pete's Draft 5 out of 145 more to go. Yeah. Um, you know, we're on a good pace right now. Um, what is that? If I do the uh, the math, we're a little over 3% uh, of the way there. Uh, so, yes, I will be streaming all 150 of my live streams. We can do the math, but um, a good chunk of those will end up being on Splash Play. And um, starting next week, first of all, we'll be doing our usual stream on Friday. We'll do another Best Ball Mania 4 draft. And then starting next week, you'll get Splash Play double headers, first draft on my channel, second draft immediately following on the Splash Play channel. Spags is going to be doing his Friday streams. It's going to be a great summer, Spags. Uh, we're excited here. Of course, you know, we, we do the best we can to do this. I know Pete, one of the innovators in the space, maybe doesn't get enough credit for it, but I'll give him the credit here. Give him his flowers because Pete has been grinding best balls hard as anybody. And I'm excited to see what he does on stream, both with me. And of course, on all the content that I'll be watching as well on Pete's channel. So follow, follow Pete at Peter Overzet. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. And of course, subscribe down below. Hit the like button. Leave a comment to get some entries into Pete's big giveaway that he's doing here across all of his BBM streams. And Pete, you're appearing on a Discord coming up next. I am. Yep, we'll be hopping into the Fantasy Life Discord for some office hours. I did just write up an article uh, uh, for Fantasy Life kind of looking at the structure. I'll be doing lots of pieces for them about BBM4 strategy through the summer. But this one was looking at the structure, the advance mate, advancement rate stuff as well as kind of how the regular season prize could or could not shift our thinking for drafting so check that out and if you want to come troll me or hang out in the fantasy life discord you can do so yeah and go check out my article on football outsiders too 32 questions for all the fantasy teams or for all the football football teams in real life but they're fantasy questions after the nfl draft so check that out and of course footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe help us out we're still putting up quality info there including the spags rankings p and i'll be back on friday at 12 p.m we'll see you guys then and of course check out everything that pete does in between then we'll see you guys soon good luck